Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and joined by my lovely wife, Rochelle. Rochelle, beautiful week, spring break. How are you doing? Great. I wish it was a little more springy. For spring break. We kind of did. We're splitting our spring break up into two trips, right? Yeah, <laughs> First much. trip, we took Michael with us. And we went um, We went over to our, uh, Arkansas, kind of, what's it called, Mount Olive? Mm-hmm. Um, right, a little bit south of Melbourne on the White River, rented a cabin. Uh, Isn't it in the middle of nowhere, pretty much? It's the middle of no cell phone service, no <laughs> internet, no, I mean, you're, you're pretty much out there. But um, our friends from uh, the Lynn, Shane and Lawson and, and – uh, um, Shane's wife and they they have a, a cabin. They live in Melbourne. They have a cabin right there on the river. And we just kind of went over there and got another cabin and we just rode around on side by sides on 150 miles of back roads. And man, it was beautiful. I loved yeah. it. Weather it weather worked out. Yeah, we were afraid it was going to rain and be cold all weekend, but it was ended up being really nice, yeah. didn't it? It did. Um, so did you like riding? That's the first time you ever really mm-hmm. went. Yeah, that's the first time side I by side riding. What do you think? First of all, no one I knew. Growing up, had any type of equipment like that. What did y'all have? Like f- we had some four-wheelers. Tractor rides. Four-wheeler <laughs> run. Is it near? Have trailers you hooked up to tractors and they just ride you around on them? Did y'all ride back roads? Or those are just, they weren't back roads to y'all. They are just roads. Right? <laughs> that's how you got to town, right? Yeah, you want to go to town once a week? Yeah, we went on a ride. It wasn't that bad. Come on. <laughs> you didn't live that far out of the sticks, did no. you? No. Uh, but that was the first time I've ever been side by side riding. Like, you know, for an event. Like, you go and spend all weekend yeah. riding it, down, you know, rides and stuff. That was it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Man, that's a lot of, yeah, especially when you got beautiful mountains to look yeah. at and creeks to cross and rocks to climb and all that fun stuff. Beers to drink. Beers to drink. <laughs> sandwiches to snack up. We took a little picnic sandwiches and Chill. all that yeah. good stuff. And, man, we had a big time. Cooked out at night. Man, that was some. We we had some good garden. We brought some steaks and a PK grill. Uh, Mark and Emily went with us. Swine life, and uh, the first night we just did burgers, and then um, actually Shane brought over some some homemade uh, smoke sauces that well it's made by their specs with their some of their seasonings. Uh, he's got a local guy that processes meat, and that was really good. What was what was the protein? Was it deer? It was just pork. Oh, it was yeah, pork. Okay. yeah, it was just pork. They, they, I brought some deer sausage. I brought some summer sausage, uh, just some, you know, some deer. I think it was jalapeno and cheese that I brought. That was good. Yeah. We did a tri-tip. Mark brought a tri-tip. He brought some fajita meat. That was good. We made, like, some nachos with that as an appetizer, cut it up, and used some good old standby ponchos cheese dip. You did jalapeno poppers? Deer poppers? Yeah. yeah. I need to do a recipe on that. I've never, you know, I've never done that for, yeah, for a deer recipe. Yeah, but that, I just, what I call them? Beef poppers or something yeah. like that. But it's basically just... Uh, really, the the way to do it is with deer. Yeah. But really, it's marinated meat cut into chunks. Bite-sized chunks. And you use half a jalapeno, put mm-hmm. a little cream cheese, put that meat, wrap Season. it in bacon. And put it to the grill. You know what I did, really? though? Because to make it easier there, we only had the PKs. And I kind of wanted to get them cooked um, at a kind of a fast time without you know burning up the bacon. So Emily helped me put them together, and we stuck them in the oven for like 15 minutes just oh, really? to par-cook that bacon. That. And then they just finished on the grill real fast, so the deer meat was still 
no more than medium, and it yeah. was still really good. It was real tender. Yeah, yeah. I let it soak. I, I soaked uh, uh, my buddy Fireman John gave me some of his marinade, and I soaked that deer in it. I put it in there. Let's see. Thursday night. We left thir- Yeah, Thursday night. We left early Friday morning. And we didn't cook those till Saturday, but I, I pulled it out of the marinade and just kind of had them in a bowl. I didn't want it to soak too long. That was Sunday still, we cooked those. Was it Sunday we cooked those? Man, they marinated a good while then. They was good. The, the flavor on them was just right. They were tender. Do you worry that the meat's going to go bad in a long marinade? No. What, what happens is it starts breaking it down too much, and so... It'll change the texture on it, and you know some stuff. Depending on how much acid's in there, it'll just dissolve it. I've seen, you know, yeah, yeah. You don't want you don't want that. But um, this was just pieces of backstrap, and it was it held up fine. Yeah. But I took it out like Dude, the next morning before we left. I, t- I had it in a bag in the refrigerator. I pulled it out of the marinade and just kind of wiped each little piece off the excess. And so then I just put that in a Tupperware bowl. And it was fine because it wasn't just like soaking at that point. It yeah. still had some marinade on it because it absorbed some of it. But it was good. It was really good. Yeah, it was. And, and I used a thin bacon, just cut in half, so it wrapped right around the jalapeno real easy. Yeah. Something like deer could handle a, a longer marinade. Most yeah, deer, duck, wild game. Wild game really does. I mean, yeah. it, takes on, it takes on the flavor of that marinade. Steak, you really don't need it. You want you want to <laughs> yeah, taste like steak. It would dissolve a ribeye. You know, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure it would. I've never tried to marinate a ribeye for three days, <laughs> but I bet it would break down. Um, hey, I got some. I got some pastrami in the works. You jumping the talk, gun? On oh, me. jumping the gun. I'm so I was excited about. It. I've okay, never made homemade pastrami. pastrami. So yeah, yesterday, which was Tuesday, you took a brisket. And you know so. That was my thing. I wanted to make my own pastrami out of a whole brisket. So you got to corn that brisket first. You got to suck brine it pretty much. Well, what, you, when you've cooked them in the past, when you've made, you have a pastrami recipe in the past, what did you use? I always you bought, yeah, I always brisket? bought some corned beef from the store. And usually it was, you, they have them separated into points, like a section of the point, And they have them, and you can buy them in flat. I think the brand that I would buy was Lobel's. It's like one of the big supermarket brands yeah. you see. Sam's carries them. You can get them anywhere. And I would always get that, soak it for three or four, you know, like, I think I'd soak it six hours. I don't remember the recipe, what I said, but usually it's about six hours changing the water out a couple times because they've got it so salty uh, from that corned beef brine. And I thought it was a couple days you soaked it. No, it's not that long. It wasn't that long. Yeah, it's not that long. But anyway, you take that, then you rub it down with a good, you know, peppery blend of seasons, kind of a pastrami rub. Um, and put it on the outside, smoke it, and you got pastrami from corned beef. Well, I wanted to kind of corn my own brisket, but you know, so it's like about, it's pretty much yeah, yeah, it's pretty much just a brine, salt, sugar, whatever seasonings you want to put in it, garlic. Let it soak for about five six days. Uh, you need to go flip it around every day in the brine, and then 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 you take it out, and you can season it. And smoke it, turn it into pastrami. Well, that's what I'm going to do. So I got my whole brisket in there, and it's going to be on video. Well, um, I didn't want it to be too long a video, so we're kind of like showing you the steps, the steps yeah. of the, the making of making the brine. Yeah, making the brine, putting it in the bag, filling the brine up, sticking it in the fridge. All that will just be a quick clip. You know where I learned to start making those changes is a deer jerky video because it's a lot of steps to do with yeah. the jerky, you know, the cutting and the – Right, marinating right, right. and the uh, the whole thing, and we tried to walk through it, and it ended up being like a twenty minute video. Video making jerky. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one hopefully it turns out we're gonna um, 
try it next Tuesday. It'll, 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 I'll take it out of the brine probably Saturday, Sunday, something like that. And then just let it hang out in the fridge, kind of air dry a little bit. And then we'll get it seasoned up and smoked. And then hopefully have a video next week. Yeah. So that's, that's my goal. And, uh, I really, you know, after having that great brisket out at uh, Little Miss Barbecue, they do pastrami. We were on a day that I think pastrami day was like Friday. We didn't go or whatever day it was. We missed yeah. pastrami day. And I was like, man, I want to, I want to duplicate. If they're going to do it on the, the jambo and pull it out and fire it up and smoke that brisket, turn it into some pastrami. You'll get some. Really great smoke ring on the jambo, yeah. so that'll be good. I hope it turns out. Do you get smoke ring? If, on the if I don't do a video with red. it, you'll know it's screwed. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably share my screw up though. I pulled up the pastrami recipe you did from an actual corned beef, and you said to soak it for um, twelve hours. Wow! At least twelve hours, changing the water every four hours. Hey, you were That's right. You it was do. longer than I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a while since I've done that, a couple of years. I yeah. think. It was really good. It is good. It makes a heck of a sandwich. Was so, that in um, the yellow kitchen, or did I do that here at, at our new house? It was new house. Okay. I've done it a couple times. It makes a good Reuben sandwich. Is that what I did? I'm trying to see that computer. Reuben. Uh, it, but it yeah. was before we oh, had man. the... Um, that looks so good. We were still doing them inside. Look at that we stack. Didn't have yeah, that's some of that... Some of that New York, what's that, Christ Deli or yeah, whatever up there? Yeah, that's a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when you, well, we'll talk about that later. But we talked about when you slice it, instead of doing a thin slice, like a deli slice, you're going to do like a. Like so you, you get it from Little Miss Barbecue yeah, or something brisket, like that. Yeah, a slice. Piece of brisket. Yeah. I, and I really can't wait to try the fatty pointy end yeah, of it. me too. I think it's going to be good. I shouldn't have seen, the way I'm doing it, I'm not going to have to re-soak it and get the salt out. Because I didn't use a ton of salt concentration in my brine. And I don't want to get too far into it. Cause we'll talk about all this next week. Yeah. Just let you know if it turn if it turns out I'm gonna do a video. If it don't, <laughs> it'll be trashed. Mm. So let's talk about the um, recipe that we did this week. So being on spring break, Michael was out of school all week, and he's been asking me for a while to be on one of the YouTube videos. And so <laughs> I said, well, you know, spring break's a great time getting him involved with cooking. He's you know he's he's really interested in it. So I was going to come up and bring him on and show him how to do uh, chicken legs. He's, you know, how kids are. They love sweet and sour sauce from Dega McDonald's, <laughs> chicken nuggets. <laughs> I said, well, you know, let's come up, let me come up with one, do a sweet and sour chicken leg recipe for you. I'll teach you how to cook it because he's he's been doing, uh, he did it last year. Really, He's really just now old enough to do these kids' cooks. It's really just, yeah. And so I'm all for him being yeah. in them, and he's interested in it. So I was like, you got one coming up at the end of April at Spring Fest. This would, you know, this would be a good way to learn how to cook legs. And I had the pit barrel junior. It's a perfect height for a kid. Um, and so I said, hey, leg video. Yeah. It's leg day. And he loves chicken legs. And so, uh, that's his yeah. favorite thing. If we're having, if we're having chicken, he always wants the drumsticks yeah. for the legs. And when we cook, just smoke wings. For he like wants a, us to do yeah, it extra. He wants legs. to do some just plain legs. But he did so, a great job. I did. think he did. I don't, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't seen the video yet because you're still editing it. But, uh, I was, you know, I was a little nervous at first. He's bad to fidget like any kid would be and twist and not, you know, pay attention and want to go, you know, do something else. But he hung in there with me the whole day. He didn't try uh, to run away. Yeah, didn't try to run away. He was interested. He was kind of, you know, paying attention to what was going on. We mic'd him up. We gave him him a full treatment. So let's talk about the actual recipe first. Okay. And then I wanted to kind of talk this week about kids and cooking and getting involved and how we got involved and... Um, so let's talk about how do you cook them? Well, 
We kept it really easy, and of course you could season chicken legs however you want. But I let him put some seasoning underneath the skin, showed him how to pull the skin back, get some flavor on the meat, and then we pulled the skin back up and put some barbecue rub on it. I mean, we just used killer hog stuff. I could have yeah. used whatever, but if you got a favorite one, please use it. Cause... We had talked about like one of um, like a, a, a Heath Rawls has a fruit rubs, like yeah, cherry oh, yeah. apple, things like that. That would have been the cherry bomb or sassy apple. One of those would have probably been a good one. Yeah, I can see kids really liking yeah. it. Those flavors. Grown man, I ain't cooking with it, but hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. But anyway, yeah, that'd have been fine. You could use whatever, whatever season. Let the kids pick. Let them have fun with it. If they got something they're experimenting with, don't let them hurt your feelings. They ain't using your products. <laughs> sometimes they might not want to use daddy stuff. <laughs> that was In my video, he's using it. <laughs> I was surprised that he, he yeah. said, uh, He's Killer Hogs and AP. Yeah. yeah, he usually would have wanted to use the grind or Mojo or something. Yeah. He? But, yeah, so we got the season on it. Got them in a pan, a little bit of butter in there. It's kind of a little competition deal because we were competition practicing. Not really like hardcore KCBS style. At home, simplified. Backyard for a kid. And, you know, I thought Getting about, used to the technique. You know, it's yeah. a technique to get them right. And using the pan is a competition thing to cook them in the butter bag. Right. But it really makes it easier for kids to move. Oh, it does. And that's what I was saying, too. When I got them in there and showed them how you can keep them down, you're not twisting and turning them too much. They're just cooking like this, and he can set them on the grill or take them off the grill with a pair of gloves on. That part works out great. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it's much easier than say, okay, here's a pair of tongs. I want you flipping this chicken and moving it around. I mean, that could, that's, you know, yeah. he, he could get to do that, but starting out, cooking it in that pan like that, I mean, I think that worked out perfect. Yeah. Especially when it comes to saucing it at the end. Now, I put the sauce together, and it was um, just a basic, like, if you think a Chinese buffet-style sweet and sour chicken. It was way better than that. I did you like it better? better sweet and sour. You know what I, I did? I don't like a sweet and sour. So, all I did was really? took a, a can of pineapple chunks, drained it, and got the juice. So I got the pineapple chunks and 100% juice. Why didn't you just get pineapple juice? I could have. You could I was, have. Well, you know, really, I was thinking, I might put a few of these chunks in there, but. I was like, eh, that ain't doing nothing for us. Why? You don't need those chunks. I mean, they're yeah. really going to be on the chicken. So it wasn't anything particular? No, but it was pineapple said. juice. And we ate the pineapple chunks for lunch. <laughs> some sugar. I think it was one cup of pineapple juice, half a cup of uh, sugar, and then half a cup of rice vinegar, kind of keeping that Asian flavor going. A little tiny. Yeah, and then, um, and then a little ketchup and a little dab of soy sauce. And that was it. That was it. Oh, and then to thicken it up, I made a little cornstarch slurry. Just with some cold water and like two a tablespoon of cornstarch and two tablespoons of water, mix that in when that salt bubbled that sauce up on the stove, simmered it, you know, added that slurry, let it thicken, and that and that was that was his sweet and sour sauce. It was it's better than anything McDonald's has got or oh, Chinese buffet. Yeah. I don't like that cheap fake tasting sweet and sour sauce, but that sauce was really good. Yeah, it had some flavor to it. Yeah, it almost looked like something you wanted to dip an apple into and make it like a candy apple. <laughs> yeah, you know? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could. It kind of did remind you that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was real pretty. And You could have even got it like more red in color by adding a little red food color, yeah. and I didn't do that. But I didn't think it needed it. It looked good. It made the chicken real pretty with the rub, you know. Yeah. But then instead of, so if you... <coughs> excuse me. You pulled. You got him to pull the chicken out of the hot butter. Um, I did that because it was like I know the chicken's gonna be hot, so I didn't want to burn itself. Anything when I'm cooking with kids, you know, I think 
let me do the fire. Let me do something that's really hot. I mean, you can kind of supervise them a little bit. Don't let them burn themselves. That butter, you might not think of it. Oh, I got a story that we can talk about on that, too. That's horrible. <laughs> it reminded me of it. And it might be why I'm like I am today. <laughs> Go ahead. But, but uh, when but that uh, butter is screaming hot. Yeah. It's coming off that pit. You're talking 300, you know, it's a little over 300 degrees. That butter, butter is going. That wasn't butter that that happened with. Wasn't no, that it was just gel juice? Yeah. yeah. So when Michael was little, our old house, I mean, you know, we used to do videos out back, had a back door, and he was bad to run in and out. Like when I'd come in the door, I'd be carrying something. He'd run up under me, run up under me, try to get in the house first. And I was coming back in with a pork butt one time. And, you know, it's wrapped up in a pan full of juice. And I'm, I'm sitting there. I got, you know, stuff in my hands. I'm trying to get the door open. He runs up underneath me and hits that pan and pushes the door and it tilts and all that hot juice just runs down the back of his head and neck. And I freak out. I mean, I'm, he's screaming. I'm screaming for you. You come. We don't know how to stop it. And it's, I mean, you can imagine. It's just like hot grease going on, you all that pork juice. And you couldn't get it off. That was the thing. It wouldn't come off of him. I mean, we're like panicking. We got to, you know, we're running him to the doctor. What are we doing? Can't throw him in the bathtub. Just trying to soothe him. And yeah. we ended up. I went and got some burn cream. Yeah, and, and got that on him real quick. Yeah, yeah, and that stopped it. It yeah, did stop it. But man, I thought he was going to be scarred for It scared me so bad. I thought he was going to be scarred for a while. It looked pretty bad. And now. Every time, talks I, about it. every time I come in the house or I'm toting something like that, I'm looking around. Is, anybody, is the dog by me? Is anybody by me? Because it freaked me out so bad. I mean, you just think I just poured hot grease. I mean, you know, I, of course, I man, I didn't. I had one hand on it and something in my hand. Uh oh, the dog don't like that. I don't know what that was. <laughs> but yeah, it was ter- that was a terrible situation. And uh, I don't wish that on nobody. Yeah. And Michael might look like he's 12 years old, but he's only nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, this happened, man. That had, he had to be two or three. He was yeah, yeah. real little. I mean, real little. He was little. But, yeah, um, that's another thing. He's only nine, so him messing with the hot coals, he's not there yet. He's yeah, not yeah. With, you know. He's a big nine. <laughs> but, uh, so if you were going to do this recipe and you weren't doing it for a kid, would you still glaze it in the pan? I'd probably take them out. And if, it, if it was me, I was, if I was going to do like chicken legs for, I really probably would have. I mean, of course, I wouldn't have cooked all the ones where the skin didn't fit. I would have tried mm-hmm. to find perfect ones. You're talking but, about for a competition. Yeah, for a competition style recipe. I would have took them out and probably dunked them, put them back on like a little cooling rack, like chicken rack, set it on there to where, you know. But I just thought the pan was so much easier it was. for a kid. And it didn't look bad at all. No, it looked great. Once you pulled them out. The color looked great yeah. and everything. I mean, we had, of course, some of the tendons blowed up and some of the skin drew up. But that was just the nature of that chicken. We just brought a pack of chicken. It was I wasn't trying to source each individual piece the same size yeah. and skin and all that. If you were cooking a barbecue and did those for kids or, you know. Oh, they'd go crazy. Yeah. Over. yeah. They'd never be like. Kids would love it. It's a little. Skin's a little blowed up. And I liked them, too. They were very good. They were very juicy. I tell you what, it's been a while since I've ate barbecue chicken legs like that. Those were good. I was like, man, Michael knows what he's doing, doesn't he? (laughs) You said, I can see how uh, legs do well. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't think I've, I mean, of course, like a barbecue chicken leg, I hadn't had one since probably Heath or somebody let me try them at a contest. Yeah. And contest chicken's way different. I mean, it's, you know, perfect. 
And, you know, you could do that exact same recipe. Use different rubs. You could add seasoning to the butter if you wanted to. You could use any type of glaze you wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. make yeah. any flavor. Go whichever yeah. way you want it. I think for, That's you know, for him coming to contest coming up, we're probably going to play with, like, teaching him how to make a competition sauce or something. We got yeah. – that's the first practice we've done with it. And he's got, I guess, like a month and a half to get ready. We're going to do chicken. You probably get sick of chicken legs <laughs> from him practicing, but we're going to take it. And it's going to develop into a little competition-style recipe for him. So. Yeah. And I think it'll be really good. And I think you know, even the, him glazing it, would, are you still going to let him glaze it on the pan? Yeah, I'll probably still let him they glaze them in the pan. They, they turned out good enough to, yeah. to sit in a box and to get an appearance score on. I think it would work fine. Um, but – I mean, the whole thing was that I was surprised at how well that Pit Barrel Junior worked for a kid. I mean, we didn't do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it ran. It wanted to run a little hot. We had to shut the vent down on the bottom. There's no really great way to control it. It just is what it is. You're controlling how much fuel you put in it. So, But once you got that you got the little chimney fired up and, and good and hot, you had some unlimited. I put some cold. excess just to keep it going because I was worried about one chimney being enough heat. That's one thing we'll probably – I try to probably Play with. keep it a little more 275 to 300 instead of 300 to 350 like it ran. Yeah. And we ended up putting the thermometer in there and just kind of watching it. And Michael kept going, Dad, it's three, you know, it's, it's 325. <laughs> it's, it's coming to 350. I said, it'll be okay. Just trust it. Let it go. It's not going to – I mean, you know, our contest chicken, we could go on drum. Sometimes that drum gets Sometimes a little hot. You just yeah. – you know, you're going to have a little bit earlier chicken that day. When you're but cooking still, in a motor bath. You, it's a lot more forgiving. It is because yeah. I mean you're cooking in that fat, and it's just getting. I mean, it, it wants to get hot, but still, it's not. It's going to take a lot to burn up. Yeah, I don't know if you could burn. I mean, it'd be hard to burn it. You'd have to get it rolling. I mean, <laughs> smoke point of that butter, you know, yeah, <laughs> to let it really burn it. The top's yeah. got a little dark, but you see how how fast it bounces back, and you put a little more seasoning on them, and then the butter that kind of splashes up on them washes some of it off. So you really go back to almost a neutral canvas to be able to reseason it. Put it back on, get your color back, then glaze it. That's what makes them so pretty. Yeah. And that I, works for, I mean, that's comp chicken right that there. Is, you know, that's a little was, comp trick. Yeah. I was, um, I kept saying, is this too much of a competition recipe? Or too close to a competition well, recipe? Well, I'm trying to teach him that, you know, he's got, I want him to win. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So what, did you learn anything with this recipe? Yeah. Cooking with kids it can be fun, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know. Don't let the pit barrel get out of control. Yeah, it'll get away from it if you don't watch it. That would have, I mean. Would you do anything? He'd have been more comfortable. And we probably wouldn't have cooked on the pit barrel at, at, the, at the contest we're doing. He can't take a pellet grill. Because, I mean, really the ultimate thing for to start to start a kid out or somebody young like that would be a pellet grill. They're so easy. You can teach them how to set the temp, and I mean, I hate, Michael can go out there right now and fire up, yeah. fire up, fire up that Traeger. When Daddy's lazy, yeah, when I, I, I tell him to, I tell him fire it up, but he likes it. <laughs> but I, I mean, that was one topic that I had jotted down. We should talk about um, was kind of things that that you can get your kids to start cooking. I mean, you're not going you're not going to break kids in by teaching them how to cook ribs and brisket and no. pork, but you know, they don't have the chickens. A little, I mean, you know, it's start them out on burgers. Sausages, like we did, Michael. He used to want to cook sausages all hot the time, dogs, yeah, yeah, hot dogs and stuff like that. Then and he, he moved had on a to burgers, grill, like a tailgate grill. That yeah, he, we learned, you know, he we started a little fire yeah. in. It was manageable for him. That I mean, he's been cooking. Um, 
man, ever since I was, he was old enough to walk. He would pretend he'd see me doing videos or he'd come out to the contest. You'd bring him out there. And he's always been one of those kids that, that he cared more about acting stuff out or playing, I guess, yeah. you know, than he did sitting down messing with something or toys. He wanted to set up his little stage and, you know, set up his little work there. He had all, all the little, uh, bottles and containers that I would have when I go empty, we'd have to save them and shell and wash them. And that was his toys because yeah. he wanted to play with them. You know, he had his sauce and I think and there's even fake food, you know, yeah, we bought him the fake plastic. He food. had this little plastic thing and it had a handle on it. It was like a little plastic tote that you stored mm-hmm. toys mm-hmm. and stuff in. And he would keep it filled up with his seasonings and his fake food and his little fake utensils. Santa Claus stuff. brought him one of them little, uh, Fisher Price grills one year. <laughs> he would take, take that was his. He'd put it in a wagon and haul it around. That was his trailer. Back it in, and set all his stuff up. We had a didn't we have a video? Was it on our webs our no, our it's channel? Live on YouTube, yeah. Where he does a little recipe. He does his recipe. Man, he's so young there. He's probably three. Or, yeah. I mean, he's real little. He's cooking. So, I forget what he's cooking. He, ribs? Is it ribs? He says he's cooking or Chinese ribs or something? It's something ridiculous. Something yeah. crazy. Um, it's funny though. He used to have, my mother gave him a, a little, like, oven. Kitchen set. Kitchen set that went into his room when he was growing up. And, I mean, he would play on that thing every day. But it was <laughs> real regular that when I'd clean his room, I'd find, like, he would go to the kitchen and get real food. He'd get peanut butter and oatmeal and, and oh, <laughs> chocolate chips and mix it up. <laughs> and it would just be sitting in his room. He'd, he couldn't stand to Use the fake stuff. He had to get the real stuff. Well, you know, oh, I, that would drive me crazy. I, I'm just glad that I'd see ants and know <laughs> <laughs> that he's interested in you know barbecue or cooking or whatever. Yeah, it gives it gives it gives us a way to, to spend time with him because that's what we're doing for a living. But still, I mean, it you know it, it beats sitting in the house playing video games and not yeah. wanting to come outside. It gets him outdoors and it gets him into something you know that that's positive. I think. And yeah. I, I mean. And there's other kids there cooking oh, yeah. that are his age, you know, that are, are, are doing it. Um, and there's more and more kids' cooks that are popping up. Oh, it's a big thing. I mean, look, yeah. they even got TV shows. Yeah. You know, the MasterChef Junior and all that. that I mean, there, there's Next Food Network Star Kids and all that. I mean, they've got they've got a ton of stuff, you know, geared. The grilling kids. They have a whole grilling kid, thing. Yeah. Joey's son won it. Yeah, Ty. Ty. Ty, Ty he was, yeah, he did. That's, uh, you know, Michael ain't quite there yet. Yeah. One day he might be interested in doing that, but um, his first steak cook. That's another thing. The steak cooks, they they're by the rules, they have to be eighteen or is it sixteen? I think you have to be sixteen to compete officially to compete. To I compete. think so. So don't quote I, me on that, but I think that's it's right. Sixteen or eighteen, yeah. But um, so I enter as Rochelle and let him cook it. And so, so if you win, you get the money or whatever. You have to pass it on to him. Yeah, I mean well, they yeah, do they that. I, I mean I guess they do that, that because. I don't know, issuing a kid a check, or there's probably tax there's some things. Ramif- ramifications and stuff. Because they do add little kids' steak cooking events to some of Oh, yeah, they have too. some kids. They do, yeah. And I think it's great. We, we know we've got some friends or kids. Uh, the Steak Princess, yeah. Russell and um, his Riley wife. Yeah, yeah right, her name's Riley, right? Yeah. She is like got her own Instagram thing doing. She just did a class. <laughs> yeah. Out in Georgia, her dad sent me a text message. He's like, Riley, you know, she was at this Big Green Egg. That, uh, she she taught a class on how to cook steak on a Big Green Egg. She was using our seasons and stuff. And I was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah, she's really she's into doing it. really good. Yeah, I think she beats her dad a lot. Yeah. Oh, she's finished hey, the Michael top beat me 10 last time. several times. Yeah. 
<laughs> Who else do we know? Um, I wrote it down. Will. Um, I don't know Will's last name, but he cooks uh, usually with B&O guys. Yeah. And he's been doing really well. Uh, Jake, Uncle Pookie's son. Yeah. He, he's a good cook. Uh, Test, uh, Jay Durbin's from Tennessee Mojo. She's little out Mojo, there. Little Mo. Little Mo. <laughs> and then we... Um, we always try to get kids involved, and so we, we I, I met some guys cooking over in Tupelo and came friends with them, um, Zach Clemens and, and uh, Mr. Casey, and what was their team name? Sultans of Smoke. And I think they're still cooking. But anyway, um, Zach Casey had contacted me, oh, it's been years ago, a couple of years ago, and uh, his son Zach was getting into, he was in high school, and he was getting into cooking, but, you know, he was wanting to learn, and so I was like, man, come on, bring him on out to our class, you know? He come out to one of the barbecue lives we did. We, you know, he took man. He was learning everything, and he um, he ended up going back. And you know, he's been doing really well in a lot of these backyard contests. The one they had down there at Starkville was a Super Dog Weekend barbecue thing. He's won it like twice, I think. And he actually started up um, in his high school a barbecue club. And I thought that was the coolest awesome. thing, you know, for kids to get involved with and still, you know, they're. they're they can do it if they're interested yeah. in it. Start your own club up at school. Get other kids involved with it. Next thing you know, you got a team. Well, you look at Kendall. Somebody like Kendall. He's been cooking with Boar's Night Out for... Since he was 15, 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, he was yeah. really young. He learned then. And then, you know, he's <clears throat> gone and done his own thing. You know, yeah, he just won. He's... Shout out to Kendall. He won his... Uh, he won the first place grand, I guess, last weekend. Was that Marion? Uh, Marion, Arkansas, there. SCA. Yeah, he's got his ticket for the year, golden ticket. Yeah, so look at him. He's a, you know, he started when he was a kid and kind of a little prodigy, and yeah. you know, grew up. And what's his team now? Smoked and Spice. That's it. That's him now. Um, you know, one thing with Michael, his first steak cook, he was probably seven at the time, and he wanted to do a steak cook. So I signed up, you know, to be part of the steak cook. <laughs> But there was so many other kids around playing and running and jumping and, you know. Lost interest. Oh, I could he, – he could have cared less. Well, the the thing with kids, you've got to be patient with them. <laughs> you can't get upset when they lose interest. Yeah. Just I mean, I'm just glad they're out, that he's out yeah. there and wants to come hang out with dad and mom. But, then that, but and, now the last that ain't going to last forever, <laughs> you know. They just don't. But the last two that he's competed in. He's been serious. He's yeah. been taking on a lot more serious. He even practiced the other he, day with your parents. He, yeah, he did. He did good. I was, man, I was shocked at that. We were out of town. And uh, mom sent me a text. Was like, look, Michael cooked us steaks for dinner. <laughs> he said he had on the grill grates and he had his timer out and was flipping them and checking internals and wouldn't let my dad take them off because <laughs> my mom, was, she's one of those people that she likes them well done. And I was like, no, we got to eat this, you know, medium. That's, <laughs> he's worried about it. But yeah, you got to be, be patient with kids when you get them cooking, and you know, don't don't force them to do anything like that. Cause, yeah, you want them to keep it. Fun. Yeah, you want them to you want them to be fun. You want them to be interested in it, and heck, it's it's put them to work. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm training him. He's gonna be my next hand. <laughs> he didn't even know it yet. But tell you what happened to him though, and I did make a note of this. He got serious after he went with Waylon Uncle Way last year. And we were at a barbecue conference, and um, I think over in Texas or somewhere. Yeah, it's MBBQA. And they went and cooked Corinth, Mississippi, as a KCBS contest. And they come in, reserve grand, second place overall, you know. And Michael was Ever since then, he's been, like, super serious, wanting to get back out there and and wanting to compete in these state contests. And so if you can ever get them one of them walks where where they feel like they help earn it, man, they are – 
they're just like us. I mean, it's just like me. I remember the first couple of times we got calls. I mean, that, you're hooked. That's it. You're dug in. I mean, it's, you're addicted then. <laughs> First taste. Well, yeah, usually he offers him out. It ain't free, out. though. The first taste is never free in barbecue. <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> None of the tastes are free. High dollar drug. None of the tastes are free. That's what free. somebody says. Get him yeah. involved in cooking. He won't have any money for a dough. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He won't have any money to spend it on anything else. He just spend it all on cooking stuff. Um, most of the contests, <laughs> especially like KCBS contests, I'd bring him out Friday night or you know, or we'd show up Saturday morning or whatever. But this time, he slept in your bed in the trailer with Uncle Wade. Yeah, stayed the whole time. Yeah. I don't know if he was that much help, you know. But oh, he was, I mean, I think he was there. He was there. Probably talked waiting off the ledge a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, who taught you how to cook? Well, that's what I had someone here to talk about. I mean, we at my house, I mean, we kind of... Me and Waylon both grew up, I mean, just around the kitchen. That was where everything happened. And I think that's a lot of people in the South, you know. we. I mean, I remember early age, I mean, my mom was always cooking something. She was one of these ladies auxiliaries at the church, and they would do these dinners, and she would be, like, on the board or big a big part of it, the cookbooks that they would create. You know how yeah. churches create cookbooks? She was always into that, into recipes. I mean, she, was, she had all these cookbooks from like from her mom and just old still collects cooks cookbooks to this day so i kind of got that from my mom i would say um i remember learning to cook you know the we didn't do barbecue like we do it and i don't know if anybody did back then yeah, i mean you know we but but our idea with barbecue we did them all around holidays usually uh my mom and dad would do ribs but they would I remember going and buy, they'd go to one of these little country stores and they'd buy cases of ribs and they'd bring them home and they'd cut up the slabs and they thought you were supposed to cut them up. And, and then they put them, oh pieces. yeah, and then they did the cardinal sin. They'd get a big pot of water going, season oh, yeah. it, boil them a little bit of those parboiled ribs. And then I remember having the big grill out back and that's where they'd build a fire and they would just start seasoning these ribs and then till they got some bark on them and then they start painting the sauce on they always kept it low and slow but just kind of char grilling them like you know like we like event style but they're just pieces yeah. of ribs yeah. and that was that was our fourth of july's and memorial days um i, I do remember they weren't bad I they weren't i mean no, when i was little i thought they were great yeah <laughs> it, wasn't, exactly. it wasn't until you know until we got to hanging around south Haven spring fest real competition barbecue where we really learned what um, you know what what good ribs were, yeah. <laughs> you know how they do them, how to do them right. Yeah, these would have been how to barbecue wrong, horrible <laughs> ribs, but they weren't bad. I mean, yeah. they weren't bad. But I do remember early age, man. There's pictures. I don't know if you could get a picture of it and put it on, you know, on the blog or whatever. But it's me and Waylon, and I'm probably I'm probably three or four, and Waylon's probably still in diapers. And it's Easter, and we're all bundled up, and we're over at one of my uncle's house. And they've got an old refrigerator. Him and my dad have turned into the smoker, and I think they did it just to drink beer all night because yeah. <laughs> I mean they've got it loaded up. You know they've got shoulders on there, and they got ribs on there. And I don't even remember. I mean, I was too young to remember eating any of it, but I do remember that Easter because it was so cold. It was one of those Easter's where it snowed, and uh, that was one of my earliest. And I still got some pictures of the you know them standing around the grill taking pictures. So <laughs> that had to be seventy seven. You know, yeah. 76, 77, that's how long ago that was. What do you mean and an old did, refrigerator? Are you talking about just, the old school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, box. with like the handle, yeah, yeah the, the, but they're metal mainly. They're yeah. not, they don't have all that plastic stuff on them. It was just, you know, big. it was a big okay. box. They put a fire in the bottom of it. Yeah. And, 
decided they were going to Oh, so they it. kept it up, straight up and down. Yeah, it was vertical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just had a door, you opened it up. And so it was just fire right there. They stayed up all they, night, and yeah. I'm sure we ate sandwiches or something the next day instead of barbecue. I don't remember that. But I do remember. Oh, my mom actually had some. So, so do you remember Christmas Vacation where he's stuck up in the attic? He's watching them old movies. Yeah. My mom had some of those uh, videos. Real, real, or whatever. Yeah, it's like the little real. I don't even know. They called nine millimeter, yeah. or eight, eight millimeter, or whatever, like whatever that. it is. Those old tapes. We had some of those of it. You know, that, that's how that's how old this was. Still, no sound. <laughs> you know, the video camera. But then we did. I mean. We grew up in my dad's side of the family. We go in the country and they'd have hog killings. I mean, we did that. Um, usually it's January, February when it's super cold. There'd always be one day or one weekend where they'd kill a bunch of hogs and we'd be around that. Um, there, they weren't running when I was a kid. Now, my dad tells me, you know, they used to run smokehouses and everybody had a smokehouse out in the country and that's where they kept their meat. They weren't really doing that. We would always take them. So we'd take the shoulder somewhere and yeah. have somebody smoke them for us because there was, you got Jack's Creek. You got all these old school, you know, pit barbecues up there in that part of West Tennessee where they're just famous for the whole hogs that are that, that style of barbecues, kind of based on like a Carolina style, really. But Tennessee's adapted it. And I remember going there as a kid. And I mean, that's, that's what we did. My grandparents had a smokehouse when they kill them. When they'd kill the hogs, they'd actually put it to use. I can still remember that smell. It yeah. was so good. It know? would. It gets in the wood. It does. You know? It's a wood building. It still smells like and they, that. And then the can was still in there. It's just like an old lard yeah. can. And they'd build a fire, a little fire in it. Yeah. You know, just have coals. And they'd tend it for a week, however yeah. long it took to do the bacon and the hams and had a salt box in there. I mean, it was, I remember it. I just never saw it in real action when I got old enough to know what it was. Yeah. I mean, by the time I got to be a teenager, it was a storage unit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it ended up being. <laughs> but uh, dirt dauber haven. Yeah, it's still. I can still smell it, you know. I guarantee, if it's still standing, it still has that smell to it. You yeah. can't get it out of there. It is. So my grandmother's. Um. You know, we grew up. My mother's not much of a cook. Um. She'll argue that point, but. <laughs> she's not much of a cook. My grandmothers and my great grandmothers taught me how to cook, and they're all excellent, really great cooks. But my dad, he always liked to cook outside. He was, you know, He's grilling barbecue. steaks yeah. and barbecue and stuff. And he built grills. You know, he had you had a you borrowed one for a contest when, before we started even dating. Uh, that was been a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up with them barbecuing, and he and he one of his uh, signature dishes would he would take chicken quarters, thigh and leg, boil them in a crab bowl like crawfish, crawfish bowl, yeah, 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 and then throw it on the grill. And was it good? I remember them being delicious. Let me try that. <laughs> I would try it. I've never never done it with yeah. chicken, but and they would cook whole hogs every year. Would you do it in the board. same kind of pot that you did? Crawfish in just a big yeah, basket. Yeah, he would and get that just same big, you know. Get it rolling bowl. just like you're boiling crawfish. Boil sure. your chicken legs for 15, 20 minutes. I'm guessing. Remember, yeah. Not too long. They uh, could fall to pieces, but and then throw them on a charcoal grill because his was more. always that big. They pull the skin like off. A of creek. No. Really. Maybe the skin on. Yeah. Skin hmm. on. It's interesting. I remember the skin being a little chewy. Yeah, probably was. Yeah. You know, I saw something that's interesting the other day. I saw somebody doing wings, and to get them really crispy, they boiled them first because they said it was um, what it's doing is breaking down the fat. 
It's right. making it to where the fat underneath the skin. They bowl them first? Bowl the wings. You okay. bowl them. I think it was 10, 15 minutes. Not long. Whole wings? Party wings? No, these are just party wings. Uh, I forget where. This must have been on Facebook or somewhere. But anyway, you take them out, drain them real good, paper towels, dry them off. And then they were frying them, you yeah. know, to get them super crispy. But I was like, yeah, I could try that in some kind of form or fashion to see if you can grill them up. Because what it's doing is cooking all that fat that's underneath the skin. Mm-hmm. And it's making that to where it's it's already giving it a head start, breaking down or gone. And that way, all you do is get the skin crispy. It's still on there, and the meat's tender. So, I don't know. It was interesting. It was a thought. You could also, you know, get a lot of flavor. You could get more flavor. In yeah, because what you, you could put in the bowl. that yeah. water really well, yeah. It's worth trying. So, wh- how did you learn to grill? Are you self-taught? Yeah. Mostly. That's yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't think I didn't go to school for that. Maybe that's why I still I had to study loans, learn how to grill, <laughs> and teach that at Ole Miss. Although I did some grilling there. Yeah, you usually would drop. You know, you know, I would have. You would to always say, drop out at barbecue season. Yeah. You'd get started on a career path and drop out at barbecue. Season. We had. I started cooking. You know, that was. As soon as I hit, well, I lied when I was fifteen and told Sonic I was sixteen, and I got a job. <laughs> doing flipping burgers at Sonic. And from there, I went and just kept working in, like, fast food. I worked at Pizza Hut. Uh, But I ended up working a good ways through high school and early college at Cracker Barrel. And I ran all facets of, you know, everything they cooked in there, from the prep area kitchen to making the big pots of vegetables and all that, to running a grill to running a line. So I kind of – I guess that's where I kind of cut my teeth at Cracker Barrel of all places. I never really thought grill. about it yeah. on the grill, but they had a they had a huge grill, and we did all kinds of stuff there. Tell me about your um, first grilling job. That, <laughs> <laughs> so we had a steakhouse open. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah, well, that's man, that's terrible. We had a steakhouse open up. It was Ryan Steakhouse, I think it was called. I it's wouldn't not call there that anymore. a steakhouse. It was at the time. This was like now. I think it turned into like a. a country buffet style thing but back in the day ryan steakhouse you could actually go in there and order steak you know they had all these different cuts of steak was it like all one price type deal no no i think so i mean if i think you know i'm sure the chop steak was way cheaper than the porterhouse or if they it's a buffet no no they had a big salad bar but they didn't do like it wasn't buffet then. Yeah. When they first opened, I don't. From what I remember, this has been a long time ago. Yeah. And so what I got were you like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen, something. Yeah. Like, or yeah, I was still young. And so they were paying more than anybody in town. I mean, I think they were paying a cook. You know, if you if you if you grill a steak, it's like ten bucks an hour. And I was like, man, I can do that because I was already you know been working fast food restaurants. And so I showed up to work, and it's like, oh great, we're so great to have you, you know. Here, come on, here's your shirt. Come right on here. We'll show you the grill. And the tickets are coming in. Let's let's just get to cooking. And I was like, okay. No training. No training. Zero <laughs> training. And so the one thing, they did have one guy there, and he's like, all right, all your steaks are over here in this big box. It was just like one of these double refrigerators. And they had all these trays in there. And they had, by the letter, letter of the alphabet, like A through Z. It might have went back to like one, two, three, or double A or triple A after that. All these trays. And so I was like, well, I can handle this, you know, take it, come in. It's, it's going to say, cook it A, however you do it. I can probably do that, yeah. you know. And so the they open up, and this is like the first dinner rush on a Friday is when I, they broke me in. And all these tickets come in. I mean, we've got orders from like coming around the corner all the way across the top rail, 
stacked up for Are all these things. Are you on the grill by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> By myself, and there's no. I mean, there's supposed to be somebody else there. I guess he'd already walked off or done something. I don't know where that guy went, but it's me, and so I'm like, hmm, what am I gonna do? So looking at these tickets and all these things, I just went and got some of every steak out of the whole thing and covered the grill, and I went to cooking. And there wasn't no medium, medium rare. It was all to buy, like however I wanted them. Was how I cooked them and was flinging them out. And I made it through about four hours of that. And the guy coming to talk, the manager coming said, you about ready for a break? And I was like, yes, sir. And so I went outside, hopped in my truck, went home, and never looked back. That was my only cooking experience with the Ryans. Did they ever mail you your 40, Oh, no, I wasn't, worried about, I wasn't worried about those 40 bucks. I consider that lesson learned. I would have, it was a nightmare, though. I was not ready for Ryan's grill. I'd like another, like another shot at that. I think I can handle it now. You mean That's put a call in to run? Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> left disgraceful 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, man. He needs redemption. That was a that was that was an interesting job there <laughs> for my four hours I was there. I guess uh, my only food service business was uh, delivering pizzas. In college. Yeah. yeah. I didn't ever do the delivery. Yeah, I... I did. I did. Sonic put on the hamburger outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Had to go outside. Do you have pictures? No, I did not have pictures. They wanted me to play Santa Claus. I didn't do that one year. But I did put on the hamburger suit and these red and white striped pants. No, no, you're inside this big hamburger. (laughs) I'm just looking out the screen and I'm out at the road, you know, doing doing your sign. Doing the yeah. No, I didn't have a sign. It was just be the hamburger. Trying to get people to come in. I think it was like 50 Cent Corn Dog Day or something. It was one of these things. Oh, man. If that, would have been that, a good, that would have been a good one if I, if you would have had me in the hamburger suit. This fat kid out there dressed up in red and white striped with Ronald McDonald pants. And a big hamburger on him. Would that have made you want to pull in, <laughs> pull in and get one? Yes, but not for the, the number burger. one or number two burger yeah. special. I had I, I had was... a lot of fun working at Sonic. You know, my foods, all except Ryan's, were great jobs. <laughs> I enjoyed them. Ryan, that guy did call me back, and he's like, "Is there something we could do to make this experience better? We really, you know, you did a great job, and you know, that and, poor guy. We want you to do. I guess he didn't know what he was doing either. He was, yeah." Uh, Thousand people trying to get. He probably Ryan's thought you did a great job that first four hours. I mean, didn't let them come back, but it's rides. I mean, how could you? Who's gonna be like? Who's gonna be? This is medium. Yeah, no, it was just they probably if they did they probably just popped the microwave center right back yeah. out. It was no refire. I had plenty of them refired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I cooked them out of steaks. So. Who do you think jumped on the grill when you left? I don't know. Probably the manager. manager? Yeah. They might have 86 steaks. <laughs> the big guy cooked them all. <laughs> we don't know what happened to him. He ran off after break. Oh, man. I've never just left like that. That's the only time I ever have in my life, but I had to tag out. I had enough. That extra dollar fifty was not worth it. Did you get back to Cracker Barrel? Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't work much food service after that. I ended up going back to school. Figured out I needed to get my education. 
working at the casinos. Yeah, well, I did go work casinos after that. So, um, back to cooking with kids. What are some of the recipes you've cooked with Michael? Well, I guess I... Pizza's the first Pizza's thing. the one that pops in my head because that's the one he's, like, got really down now. And when I say really down, he's, he can take a prepared crust and go from starting the grill up to where I don't have to do anything. Get his crust out. You know, add him some sauce, put over what he wants on it. Yeah, pizza sauce. It works great for kids, man. They love it. It's not bad. I've had his pizza. He's cooked me one. I like pretend judge him or whatever you know on his pizza, (laughs) and he he likes it. I mean, it's it's uh, good stuff. And it's fast. You know, in what twelve minutes, his pizza's done. Yeah, it doesn't take long. I mean, it's 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 something quick he can do. Yeah, so it's a great recipe for seven, eight year old, you know, nine year old. But burgers are really the thing to to start a kid out on because they can help you, you know, learn how to make the burger, learn how to cook the burger. It's easier for them to flip a burger. And um, I think that's probably that and like sausage hot dogs are where you should start. I wouldn't start out on pizza. Pizza is great, especially if you have like a pellet grill or something. It'd be a little bit harder on a regular Weber grill or something like that. Um, You could do it on an egg, but see... I don't like him. I would want him going and opening up my egg because it's too heavy. I mean, you got to think about the lid. If, unless you're going to be there with them and can, you know, start the fire, open the lid every time, make sure they're not going to burn themselves. I feel safer with him working around. Like, he can do a Weber now. He can do a PK. He you know, he has problems with the 360 because it is a little bit yeah, higher. Yeah, it's too tall. And he can't reach right, to pull right. it all the way So up. he likes the classic, which, yeah. I mean, the, the classic's perfect size for it kids. Is. It's his height. Yeah. Yeah. So same with that Pit Girl Jr. He had no problem. Now he might have had some trouble. He did start the chimney of coals, but once he got going and got hot, I wasn't comfortable letting him dump his own coals. Always do that, and then because um, a kid would have trouble pouring well, it down in there. The rules in the in a, in a kids, kids cook. cook. Yeah, you, anyway. you you do anything anything with a knife or anything hot is usually the the job yeah. of the parent or whoever's supervising them. So, but I'm starting to let him do his own chopping and stuff, and he's gotten really good. Like at the last state contest we went to, he cut up, he kind of run the cut station. After we all got turned in, every, you know, there's five or six people cooking with us, and we all like to try each other's steak. So he would cut each one of them up into small bites, portion them out to where we knew whose was who, and man, he, he's doing really good running that. I know, he kept on. asking, anybody got any more steak? <laughs> <laughs> any more steaks to cut up? He was ready, huh? <laughs> and, uh, you know, last year at the Kids Cook at Spring Fest, he did burgers. We did um, sliders. Mm-hmm. And that didn't go as smoothly, I well, think. We didn't have as much practice as we should we have, have on any it. any practice. And I think either you need to help him or I need to help him. Helping him together didn't work out so well. So you need to hold the camera and I need help is what you're saying? Maybe, yeah. Or I can hold the camera and let you no. mess it up for him. <laughs> <laughs> We ended up arguing about it. <laughs> Sound a flip. No, it's not. <laughs> he needs new gloves. No, it's not. We don't have time. Well, we, it got a little chaotic there. I remember. I remember. <laughs> it's my fault. I don't know. I'm not saying whose fault. It's, it's probably mine. That's the smart move. It was my fault. There you go. I like that. <laughs> yep. You blame that all on me. <laughs> I'm not. I know it was terrible. I think you're better off helping him. Well, you're more. You're better off helping him. You've got the right temperament. You obviously know more. 
Uh, I don't know about that. I do not. I would never say that. I just need to be there taking pictures. <laughs> I'm not arguing. <laughs> what else we got to talk about today? <laughs> okay, so um, the Memphis the Memphis and May package arrived today. Oh yeah, just look. I was just didn't have a chance to go through all of it because you said it's time to do podcast, but um. I, I looked at our spot. We are R125, which we were you know, hoping we to be in the spot. middle to the yeah. north. We're still in shoulders. <laughs> they just made a rip team. It's like, man, if he's going to do that, he could have left us in our old spot. Just put a rip team down there. But we are um, right on the edge, on the south end of the park still. Actually, back right behind Patio Porkers, where we, you know, where we first started. We're back up to one of those, which is not a bad thing because you get a little extra real estate there. Yeah. So we got plenty of room. Yeah. But the team that we're going to be across the way from is a shoulder team. Yeah. That, yeah. that row is shoulder too. team. Was there, I didn't know. No, there was other rib teams Was there rib team us. beside yeah. us? Good. Yeah. But, I mean, we haven't been in ribs for a long time, so they probably did stick us at the end of the list for that. Yeah, yeah. probably so. Oh, well, if we switch to hog, they'll probably put us a hog team right there, too. <laughs> But I was hoping to be closer to like center stage or even yeah, further. I want to be closer to where Jay is. North, yeah. Or either close up to the Bill Street end. Yeah. It didn't happen. But. You don't get to pick. Maybe the river will flood and they'll have to put us in a different spot somewhere. Now I'm crossing my fingers. You're crossing for a flood? I just, I'm ready to, I'm ready for a change of location. Yeah. It's been fun, but. I'm ready for a change of location. I don't think it'll decrease the value of that contest. Hey, no. People are coming to Memphis and May regardless. Yeah. I mean, it's great and all, but, man, we're just in a mud hole down there. Yeah. So. You do have a nice view if you have a river spot. Yeah. We don't have a river spot this year, so. Mm -hmm. But I think he's uh, down there close to us, so. Yeah. Hopefully he's right in there, too. Yeah. I think that's where he said he wanted to be, so. Well, I don't want to go head-to-head with Heath either, so well, maybe he's not too close, you know? You never know down there. That's true. Um, we're leaving tomorrow morning to go to Traeger headquarters. Yes, that's a fun trip. Um, that's well, the second part of our spring break. We've got to do a little more traveling. But we're going out to Salt Lake City to see a new grill that Traeger's unveiling tomorrow. They're doing like uh, a big event. I don't they even know. They're going to give any details about it. It's like, this is hush-hush. We're going to reveal it all tomorrow. Then you can talk about it. So I actually have one in the works that that I guess I can play with starting next week. Yeah. So what am I doing next week? I'm doing pastrami next week. I'm probably still going to do some grilling. I'm still going to try that new. I'm interested in see what it is. Yeah. Anytime somebody tells me they're putting out a brand new model, new and improved something, I'll test it out. I've never actually been to a grill manufacturer's you know, I, yeah, I've, I've been to Backwoods. I've been, been to I've been Hickory. Too. I've been to Hickory and have Backwoods. Been to PK? No, never been to PKs. Yeah. But I have been to Old Hickory's and saw their their uh, shop and everything, how they're made, and I've been to Backwoods and seen that. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I'm excited to see the headquarters, see what it's like. Yeah. I'm expecting it to be – Traeger's way more corporate. I mean, they're a huge company. Yeah, they they're, are. They're, there's no telling how many grills they sell. Oh, yeah. None so of the other be, grill companies could have afforded to throw this huge – yeah, I mean, people coming man. in from all over. Yeah. I'm, I'm, man, it's going to be fun. They're having some big – it's almost like a – it seems to me like it's almost like a one-day conference because they're going to – I saw the itinerary, and they've got it, like, sectioned off. Like, some of it's going to be, like, 
info about the grill, and then it's going to be like more recipes. detailed recipes and stuff, and then some actual live fire cooking on it. So I'll stage throughout the day with a big party the night before and the night after. So now they're talking my language. <laughs> it's just what I need to do. You're sold, huh? Sold. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking fun. I'm seeing a bunch of friends out there, I'm sure. I th- I'm, I'm sure Danielle will be there and Cosmo. Uh, Matt and Cosmo, and he's probably going to go. And we'll see a bunch of people yeah, there. Yeah, I imagine we'll know a lot of people there. Um, and next week, we're going to have uh, the lens come on. Jane and uh, Lawson are going to come by from town. You got the hat on today. Rocking the Townsend hat. Uh, but it's a. Uh, they are rub manufactured co-packers, uh, and so I, I get a lot of questions about you know how did you start the rub business? How did you you know how did you how did you take your recipe to the bottle to have it ready to sell? And, and how to create a recipe? And how to create a recipe? So so I thought that would be a great idea for Shane and Lawson to come on, kind of you know on the podcast. We'll just I'll talk about the whole steps, what it takes. We'll get their thoughts on it from dealing with somebody new. You know how the process works yeah. of doing that. He's also going to do a, a little YouTube video for putting together basic rub. Just this is kind of a foundation. He's going to throw out you know a foundation rub that anybody could take. You could use it as is, or you could take it and tweak it and make it your own. Play you know whichever direction you want to take it into. I told him that just man, let's 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 teach a basic rub. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a good foundation to have. So. Well, I mean, there's so many people that want to do it themselves. Number yeah, one, yeah, they yeah. want to have control over that season. Or well, there's a lot of you know allergies and right, right, right issues within people's families. So you know. Well, I told Shane I thought it would be best if you could come up with a basic rub recipe that most people have in their kitchen, or they could run to their local store yeah, and get the ingredients not get for. Too crazy. Where it's not something way out of the box. If you want to take it out of the box and get some, you know. Special Himalayan salt and, you know, all these different fancy <laughs> yeah. ingredients, go for it. That, that's a rub you can make yourself. But um, we've talked about it before. That it's one of those books. It's like the basics of Paul Cart. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, I need to bring that book in here and show it on the podcast. But it's um, it's it's just a really, really good book. It's got some basic rubs, basic sauces, basic glazes, stuff like that in it. And that's, a, you know, one of the books that, that I always recommend to people when they're first getting into Making their own stuff, especially you know if you're, if you're into that, if you if you don't want to go out and buy something, go, mm-hmm. this is a great place to start. And that's what change recipe is going to be. I hope. Yeah, I mean it's cheaper to go to buy a pre-made, even oh, yeah. a gourmet. It's cheaper, um, but you know when you have a basic recipe, you can taste it and say, you know what, I'd like a little more salt. I'd like a little more heat. I want a little more, you know, cumin to make it kind of a Mexican flavor. Oh yeah, or whatever. You do whatever. How yeah. do you want to do? If you want to be southwestern, you know. Chipotle. But you need a good basic base layer to get to started. You need, yeah. you need you need to, and that's what I want. That's what I'm interested in asking Shane about. How did you kind of? Because I I wasn't one of these persons that said, "Oh, I need forty percent sugar, twenty percent salt, and all those different ratios." That's what I want him to tell me. Like, hey, when you look at something, what do you, you know? What do you see? Because when, if you're somebody, if you're a co-packer and you, you have all these different blends you're making for people, I bet you they're all some kind of variation of the same thing. That's just how it works. There's just different amounts. You know, the proportions are a little different. But you're seeing a lot of the same ingredients. And Salt so, and pepper and garlic. And, yeah. You know, yeah, the basic like stuff. Are yeah, be, yeah. All, all the basic stuff. And so that's that's kind of what I want to learn. I, I, I really ask one because I'm, I'm interested in learning too. But yeah. I think other people, you know, would like to, to 
to check in and oh, watch definitely. that. Because when we first started bottling our products, we had no idea. No you know, idea. Yeah. We, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know. And it's easy to get frustrated with that process. Mm, yeah, we just bought some know. bottles and start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking when we actually started oh, yeah. trying to get it bottle, bottle. But that's going to be, that's coming up. That's next week. Um, actually, that probably won't, you probably won't see it till two weeks, right? Yeah, because they're coming on a weekend. We're doing our pastrami next week. They're coming on the weekend, and we'll release all that the following week. Yeah. When is St. We Patrick's Day this week weekend? Ahead. Sunday, St. Patrick's Day. Man, I didn't do a recipe for it. Mm-mm. The pastrami is going to kind of fall in. Well, that really is not. Anyway, normally I, mean, I do a pastrami. How many St. Patrick recipes are there? You know? I had one I wanted to do, though. I oh, really? What did like, you want to do? Well, it was going to be like my take on shepherd's pie. Okay. And I didn't, but I didn't get to do it. I'll have to do it some other time. Yeah. Next year? Yeah. Or I lamb. did see some recipe. Um, I think it might have been a Ra- Amazing Rib sent out an email. It was something where they used Guinness to kind of braise. Yeah, no, that'd be good, too. Yeah. Guinness That's braised really... roast or some lamb yeah. braised in that. With some meat and potatoes. or Break I mean, uh, you know. Veggies, potatoes, you know, mm. in it. Um, That's on Amazing Ribs? I, I, I got an email. So, yeah, I didn't see that. But I flipped through things so fast. Usually I do want, I do something for St. Patrick's Day, but it's kind of got up. Spring break's been in a weird. Why is it so early? Mm-hmm. It don't even feel like spring yet. kind of worked out for us to be able to go to Traeger. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's a, that's our week. And, uh, Shell, if you don't have anything else, tell them where they can find us. I'm... Completely done. And we'll talk about our Traeger experience and pastrami next week. So, pastrami should be good. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, but if you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to Barbecue Right at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell at Twitter and Instagram. You hadn't made the Bells and Biscuits title? Not yet. Contact info? We're yet. working. All right. Actually, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we just have an idea. We haven't done anything. Well, hey. Uh, thanks for checking us out today here at How to Barbecue Right Podcast. Uh, man, if you like what we're doing, subscribe to our channel. You know, we're going to be putting out the videos. We're going to be doing these podcasts, and we hope you all enjoy them. Thanks for watching. See you all next time.